Psalm 46. What I want to talk about this morning is God, he's our refuge, and he's our strength. And starting out here in in, uh, 46, this is David speaking. Psalms 46, I'm going to read a few verses here. Uh, And and David is saying, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Therefore will will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried away into the midst of the sea, and though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. Go back to the first verse here, and the first word is God. There's a lot of uh, people that look for different things for their strength and their help whenever they're in trouble. It says it is um, a help. Okay, first of all, he's our strength. That's a good word. And then also help. We need help at times. And that's who God is. The very help. And this help is in the time of trouble. So there's strength there. There's um, uh, a help. And it's during the time of trouble. Then if you look on down in verse 10 and 11, uh, this is something that we need to do at times when things are in a turmoil. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. So that's where our refuge is. It says, God is our refuge. Here at the end, he brings it in again. And it says, the God of Jacob is our refuge. That's, that's where we go in the time of trouble. I'm going to read a few different uh, stories here in the Old Testament. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel 17. Start verses at verses 33. And read down to verses 37. This is Saul talking to David. Goliath is in the picture here. And uh, this is how some of that story goes. And Saul, verse 33, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. So here you're a young guy. This guy's been a young guy, and he's had years of training. He's not a young guy anymore. He knows what he's doing. You're just a young fellow. But David told Saul, he said, Thy servant has kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. Um, To go running after a lion or a bear is would be pretty incredible. But it says he took it, took the lamb out of the mouth, and then after that he grabbed a hold of the thing and killed it. Uh, there was a lady, and you might know this, uh, Terry, in, in, um, in Oregon, and they were having a picnic, and this mountain lion came out and took the baby. 
two years old, something like that, one or two years old. And they looked, and this lion was dragging the baby off and just ready to go into the tall grass and all. And the mom, she took off, she took off and ran after that lion that had the baby in its mouth. When it comes down to the fact of something happening, you will chase a lion down. This was a mountain lion, and she ran that thing down and got up to it. I'm sure she was screaming and hollering. But that lion dropped that baby and took off into the bushes <clears throat> and left the baby go. Well, that, that, that child has grown up now. I think, I think she just died from cancer, right? I'm not sure. But anyway, beside that, she got to live a full life, which could have happened as dying as a baby. So in extreme times, you will run down a lion, and that's what he did. And so he's saying, hey, look what I've done. And this guy here is no match for him. <clears throat> so it said, uh, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. This lion and bear was doing something wrong. He ran it down. He sees... Uh, Goliath is doing the same thing, but this is against God's people, and he wasn't going to stand for it. And David said, moreover, in verse 37 here, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. So we see in this last verse what where David's mind is. He's saying that the Lord delivered me. Now, he wasn't just because he was a strong guy. He went over, look, I, I went over and killed this lion and bear. But he's recognizing how that happened. He said, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of that lion and bear. It wasn't just because he was a strong young fellow, which I'm sure he was. And it said, he's also going to deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. He'd explain, he exposed that then, and, and he will do it again. He had faith in that. And what Saul told him, he said to go. He changed his mind, and he said go. And the reason is he realized, and he said that the Lord be with you, because it's not going to happen on your own. So he recognized that. Now let's go... Um, <clears throat> And a lot of times in the, in the Psalms we see that, how David did uh, give honor and glory to the Lord for um, the things that he did accomplish. Uh, there's a couple other people I thought about as far as praying and uh, doing great things. And Jonah was one when he was in the belly of the fish. All of a sudden he was, he was praying too, talking about seaweed around his neck. And, and uh, he spent some time praying too, and he got thrown out the line. Daniel... Um, there again, I mean, he was going to be cast into the lion's den, the, the three Hebrews. Um, yeah, just, just incredible stories of people that did uh, trust the Lord and was believed in prayer and God's power. Now let's go to Exodus chapter 14. <clears throat> This story is a little bit longer, but it's talking about the children of Israel and when Pharaoh and his armies uh, came after them. Um, 
first 10 verses, it's just saying how um, Pharaoh's heart, he was hardened, and he realized what had happened here, and he was going to go back after the, the children of Israel. And so he got all his armies ready, got his chariots, um, and I'm sure he had a great army too that was, that was very well trained. Uh, it's, he did harden the heart, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And when he, basically, he got his armies and he realized where they were located, and there was a way to surround them, and they wouldn't be able to get out, and they would take care of these people. So let's go to verse uh, 10, and we'll start reading there in chapter 14. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because they, there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in this wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dwelt, dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. So, like, didn't we tell you this? I mean, we told you this before this all happened. And, um, and it, I mean, you, you heard us, but we went ahead and we come out, and now we're in all this trouble. <clears throat> it's just been better to stay back there and, and die in, um, in Egypt. But Moses, in verse 13, he said to the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. So these people are scared, um, not sure what to do. But he's telling them that they don't need to be scared. Just, just calm down, basically, and you're going to see something that you haven't seen before. I think he really did believe that. Uh, this is a time of trouble. The refuge is going to have to come in the Lord. There's no way out of this. And this happens in our lives sometimes. We think there is just no way, no way out. <clears throat> said, but you're going to see this, and it says, which he will show you today. God's going to show you this. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, you will not see them again no more forever. They're going to be gone. So they're going to have to believe this. But he was also going to show it to him. <clears throat> Let's see how this pans out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he explains here in the next verse exactly how this is going to work. And he says, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. In other words, don't be scared. You don't have to do nothing, basically. You just, uh, the Lord's going to do the fighting for you. And this is what they're going to have to trust. It's going to be the Lord. And the Lord said in verse 15 unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will give me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his hosts, and upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. 
when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Uh, <clears throat> there's going to be some great things that are happening here, he's telling him. And we'll continue on the story here and see how it does pan out. But it's, it's, it's crazy how their hearts are hardened. And even though they're seeing something incredible that's going to happen, they keep a hard heart. A hard heart doesn't go away too quick. And so um, we need to really watch that we don't harden ourselves to some things because it takes a lot of work to get that back. <clears throat> In verse 19, And the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before their face, and it stood behind them. And it came to pass, the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the Israel, and it, it went between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to those, so that one came not near the other all night long basically all night long. There's just this, doesn't matter how great army you are, if you can't see, it doesn't do any good. And it kept them separated. <clears throat> and they knew better than coming forward too because you just don't know what's up ahead. So now here we come to the Red Sea. Verse 21, it says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all the night. And he made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on their left. Um, picture that sight, you know, when you think of uh, a body of water and walking through it. Um, I mean, that, that's definitely faith, but you would also know that this is an incredible miracle. Uh, and you would have to totally trust um, I mean if you see water on it sometimes aquariums can scare you I think if that water would bust <laughs> your history you know you're inside a building but this is a wall of water no glass and they go walking through there and just the incredibleness of it and I'm sure they were in, in, in awe as they were doing this and it was dry um, that's another incredible thing it's pretty sop and wet around here, and to picture it getting dry, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just amazing. <clears throat> and here's what the Egyptians did. It said, and the Egyptians pursued, and they went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. They went in there too. Now, the children of Israel, I can understand, they had instructions, and they said what was going to happen, how God was going to do this. Now, these guys are going in, I'd be scared. Uh, you see a wall of water beside you. You know something isn't quite right here. This doesn't normally happen. But like I said about a hardened heart, uh, that's something that really needs to be watched because sometimes you might not think rationally when you harden your heart. Uh, things can happen. <clears throat> okay, and it came to uh, verse 24. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and at the cloud, and he troubled the host of the Egyptians. Now, you wonder, how long does it take to get through there? I don't think it takes real long, but it says here there was this cloud, and it says that uh, as the Egyptians pursued, um, that the Lord looked at the host through the pillar of fire and the cloud. So they were limited how fast they could come. 
because you can't go through fog. Everything slows down. And when you can't see, you don't go anywhere. You bump into a wall of wire, water or whatever it is. You can only go as fast as that cloud and as fast as that fire is because you can't get past it. And took off their chariot wheels. Now they're in the midst of this thing. Now they're in trouble. There's confusion going on. Um, the chariot wheels are falling off. And basically they couldn't go. The Egyptians now said they're in the middle. All of a sudden they realized, you know, they did not think rationally when they did this. All of a sudden they realized, and here's what they said. Um, so the Egyptians said in verse 25, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Now they realized he was fighting for them. The Egyptians already, I mean, the, the Israelites already knew this because they were informed but now halfway through this, they're in the middle of a mess that they can't get out of. And all of a sudden they realize that God is fighting for them and we're, we're in trouble. We were not thinking this through. <clears throat> so they said, let's get out of here and let's get out of here now. And stuff is going wrong. Let's get out of here. <clears throat> and the Lord said to Moses, stretch out thy hand over the sea that the waters may come again unto the, upon the Egyptians and upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And so that's what Moses did. He stretched out his hand over the sea, and the thing came back together. And there's absolutely nothing they could do about it. And as we know, it, it killed them all. Um, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord, that's the answer right there, and the Lord. He's the one that overthrew them. No one else, but it was the Lord. Sure, Moses stretched out his hand and he, and he held it over the sea, but he was obeying what he was told to do. And the Egyptians were over, overthrown. In verse 28, it says, And the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the, came into the sea after them, and there remained not so much as one of them. They were all gone. And that's quite a battle when you... Uh, when you are told that God's going to fight for you and you don't really know how this is all going to pan out, but you just obey all the way through and then the, whatever's bothering you or whatever is you're battling against, the Lord can just take that away. But we've got to realize that it is the Lord. And the waters returned, verse 28, and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea, which I've read that before, not one of them remained, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right and on their left. Verse, the next verse here again says how this happened, who it was that did this, and it says, thus the Lord saved Israel that day. It was totally the Lord and out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the sea, on the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord, and they believed the Lord and his servant Moses. That last verse is um, a pretty good ending to this story. It says, and Israel saw, they actually saw what happened here. They were told what was going to happen, but they didn't know how it's going to happen. But they said that it was going to happen. How? I'm sure they just had to totally trust. But it said they saw the great work 
which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. Uh, no credit, no credit to them at all. And the people feared the Lord. And they believed in the Lord. So that's pretty well, sometimes it takes a big thing to get us to actually see and to totally believe and to trust in the Lord. Now, as far as us, um, I'm sure all of us, I mean, every one of you out there and myself has experienced a hard time. And, and then um, also, I guess you could say times of being scared. Um, totally scared and also um, times when there was fear in your life there's just that uncertainty that you don't know what's going to happen and you're scared um, I'm sure everyone just think, think in your own life that there are times that that has happened maybe more to some than others but I think it has happened and not knowing what to do and, and with the uncertainties that's one thing that to get you, you just don't know, and it's so uncertain. And if you could just see the end of it, it would make a little more sense, but you can't see the end. And that's where you have to totally trust what God is going to do with your life. And sometimes the end doesn't turn out quite how we think, and that doesn't mean that you weren't following the Lord. Sometimes it doesn't turn out, but you need to trust the Lord all the way to the end, and he has reasons for things we don't understand. Uh, yeah, I thought about it with myself all those years, you know, when I didn't understand. If I could have seen the end, yeah, I'll go through that. But you don't know what the end is. And I had to go through it. And now I look back and why did I go through that? And I've, I pondered that here in the last six months, I guess. I pondered that. Why did I? To not forget. It says that we shouldn't forget. So pondering that, and I thought, how can this be, the, what's happening now? Only reason it can be is because what was back then. And now here's uh, some of, you know, as far as my health and all the end results of that and the type of work I have, being able to work with my sons, and that would have never happened, never would have happened if my health wasn't the way it was. Because I, I wouldn't think of doing what I did. Uh, <clears throat> as far as uh, a livelihood and I think about you know my children they'd have probably got jobs somewhere and then it's just been a pleasure working with them that wouldn't have happened uh, and being able to work right at home so I see a blessing in that sure it's 10 years later uh, and if we could just see the end result say I'll go through this just a little bit longer and then everything will be okay we don't know that we don't know we don't know what's five years down the road Okay, think about the times that stuff like this has happened to you now. Next question is, how did you respond? How did I respond? How do we respond? Um, you know, when, when, when hard times come. That's a hard one to know exactly how to respond at times. Because when you're scared and when you're afraid, things are so uncertain. It, it, it's hard sometimes. But you have to go back to what children of Israel did here and totally believe and trust the Lord. He's our refuge. He is our strength, a very present help, a help in the time of need. Okay. <clears throat> and another thing that I had to think about is sometimes this stuff can happen fast. Um, when it's so unexpected. Like you take these children here. They didn't plan on this. And I mean in a little bit it happened. All of a sudden there it was. Now you're scared. What do you do? Uh, it happens in our lives too. 
So I want you all to think about that. Sometimes you might have to think a little bit, or it might happen up ahead. Stuff can happen so fast, so unexpected. You think it's going well. It's not something you flow into. It, it can happen in a hurry. <clears throat> so what do you do about that? And again, we don't know how it's going to turn out. So first thing you need to do is go to the Lord about it. Uh, because there's really our strength, it, it's gone. Our strength is gone. And we have to not give up like some of the children of Israel. They said, man, let's go back. Forget all this. It's a big mess. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to go through this. Uh, we don't want to do that. Another thing I thought about <clears throat> is tell the story. You know, when this stuff happens um, in, in our lives, don't be scared to tell the story. And in fact, keep that story and pass it on. Pass it on to your children. Pass it on to your grandchildren. That's what happened here. And we still have those stories to this day. And where the Lord has worked and there's an answer that come out and it's through these uncertainties. Um, but the story needs to be to, to recognize that God did a great work there. And we can't deny it. We can't, it's none of our strength. Keep that story and pass it on. Um, I mean, think about Daniel. If they never would have passed that story on or wrote it down, we wouldn't have that story. It'd do us absolutely no good because we don't know what happened. So, let me just kind of, <laughs> that just, just keep that story and don't be ashamed. Don't be, well, no, you shouldn't be ashamed, but just pass it on. Um, and some people are better at that than others, uh, but don't lose it and don't forget it if you just have to write it down. Uh, we've done that already. Just wrote down something that the Lord has just miraculously done. No credit to ourselves because there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. Um, okay, children, do you want to hear how the story ends? You do? All right, let's hear how the story ends. Why don't you come forward? Just sit here on the floor. Me on the floor, sit on the floor, and we'll find out what happens. Just right here, anywhere. Just sit here on the floor. We don't have to get back in the bench. <clears throat> okay, they were coming down the mountain, like I said, and it was getting dark. And all of a sudden, behind the tree, there's a bear. Now, what do you do? So they prayed to God and said, Lord, just please help us right now. There's a bear there, and we're scared. Could you just take care of this bear, and we can get on out of the woods, and we can get back home to Grandma's house. So they got done praying. And then pretty soon they heard a sound behind it. Marriage. And so they looked around. They looked around to see what was behind them. Now they already had something ahead of them. Now something's behind them. So they look, turn around, and they look behind them, and here is a horse, and a man riding a horse. There's a white horse. He come riding up to him, said, children, follow me. So they did. They followed this horse. He went on through, they went right past the bear. The horse and them 
there forever to get to him. They just kept on going. And they followed this horse, and they went all the way out to the woods, and then they got out to the clearing, and they could see Grandpa and Grandma's house. And they went, well, they turned around and looked. They wanted to thank this fellow for taking them out of the woods. They didn't say anybody wasn't there. They looked at each other. The horse was gone, and the man was gone. Okay, so they went on to Grandma, Grandpa and Grandma's house, and they said, when they got there, she was, great, you children made it back. I was hoping you would get here before it's dark, because you get lost in the woods. <clears throat> and they said, Grandma, he said, uh, something happened to us back there in the woods. And we'd like to tell it to you. We were coming down through there, and there was a bear that came out to us. They told her the whole story, and how this horse, this guy on the horse, led them out of the woods till they could see the farm, and then went on home. He said, who do you think that person was that we wanted to thank She said, well, I think I know who it was. Who do y'all think it was? That's exactly right. She said, children, I think that was an angel. It says the angel of the Lord encamped around him. So that's the story of how they got out of the woods. There's an angel that led them out, and that's not a make-believe story. That's a true story. So just remember that when you come into some hard 